Hello and welcome to Nerd Alert. Ba -ba -da -ba. Hello everyone. How's it going? Before we get started, I want to take a brief moment to say that as residents of LA County, we acknowledge our presence, including virtual presence, on the traditional, ancestral, and unceded territory of the Gabrielino Tungva peoples. I am your host, Bridget. Pronounce she, her, hers. I'm Jen, with a G, as in G. Louise, that is a great gal. She, her, her, as in heroine. <laughs> and I'm Maddie. And my pronouns are she, her, hers as well. Okay, I am so excited to be talking about this, you guys. Yes. Today's episode is Miles Morales, Spider-Man, my babe, my top the bar. Yeah, definitely, definitely top three. And, ah. Yes. Uh, I yeah, so I mentioned before how I've been waiting and dying to talk about this character, um, and now we're we're finally here to do it. Um, oh, the only question is, where do we start? Oh, uh, where, so <laughs> where do we, we begin write a book about? about our assessments? <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, Miles Morales is one of the greatest characters they could have ever brought forth. He made his debut in the comics, then a novel, then the movie we all know and love. Yeah. Um yep. so so just to give I won't go I won't do a deep dive into to Miles all his comic book origins, but um <laughs> just briefly, um so he his original creator was Brian Michael Bendis, the writer, um, as well as Sarah Pacelli, original artist. He was first featured in Ultimate Fallout number four with the death of Peter Parker as Spider Man. Spoiler alert, yeah, Peter Parker dies, although does he? Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um so his first uh introduction, uh he's wearing like an offbeat Spider-Man costume that's like, you know, clearly bought from like a Halloween store off brand. <laughs> and yes. people are just like, that's so that's so distasteful. Like that's <laughs> so this kid running around, Peter uh, you know, Spider Man's just died and this off brand Spider Man's just like running around and he's like, Oh, maybe it is out of taste and like he lifts up the mask and that's his introduction. Like he's like, oh, maybe that was a bad thing to do. And, like, you see his face, and it's this beautiful, very young, like, very little <laughs> uh, <laughs> Afro-Latino kid who is the new Spider-Man. And so to go into a little bit of the inspiration behind his introduction as the new Spider-Man, um, so around this time there was this whole talk about uh, around the time of Amazing Spider-Man, people were saying, like, oh, Donald Glover should be, you know, the next Spider-Man after mm -hmm. you know, McGuire. And, you know, and Brian Maglavendis, um was like, you know, that's actually a pretty sweet idea. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, to make it happen on some level. And so that's a little bit of, and this was around the, also the time that uh, Barack Obama was, uh, you know, becoming president and all that stuff. So... So yeah, so that's that's basically the quote unquote birth of his character, um, and and what an impact he's had since his debut. Yeah. yeah so so I wanted to give us a brief moment to, for all of us to talk about like how did you first hear about Miles? Uh, how did you first get to know him as a character? What was your first introduction to him? Not gonna lie, ladies, I was late to the game and I didn't really know about mm -hmm. him until the movie was introduced. Yeah, like, I heard rumor that there was a black spider-man and i remember seeing jason reynolds novel adaptation you know on the shelves but i didn't really think much of it until the movie came out and yeah we were introduced to that glorious trailer and i was just like 
I don't know who this is, what this is, but I need to know. I need to know now. Yes. I had a similar reaction. I was like, no way, you know, and I'd never even I never even knew that there was an adaptation of Spider-Man with Miles Morales. Like I never even I had no idea. I'd always just known like basic Spider-Man story, much like Jason Reynolds original like introduction to Spider-Man. <laughs> he, he had the <laughs> pack. I had a lunchbox, you know, like <laughs> he had the story and the theme, but he didn't really know about like the whole, you know, Miles Morales character until he found the comics. And but I actually haven't read the comics. I've just been introduced through the movie and the movie just captured me like I I had instant intrigue and um, I really wanted to know more about his character so cool yeah for me it's a little bit fuzzy I remember being excited about him I think I was living on Twitter around the time that <laughs> uh, the talks about Donald Glover were happening people were saying he should be a Spider-Man um, and then like not long after that I heard about his existence um, I wasn't a huge comic book reader at the time you know mostly i just lived in the you know cinematic universe and but you know i was just like oh the concept in and of itself was cool to me you know mm -hmm. because um you know i'm mexican and it just to hear about like a a prominent latino character become a superhero was like just really awesome and cool to me mm -hmm. um but yeah at the time i i didn't read the the comic or anything i think um I don't, you know, it all kind of like melds together a little bit in my brain, but it, like I think my first real proper introduction to him um, was through Jason Reynolds's book, um, and that was actually kind of serendipitous too. Um, I happened to be in Sacramento on a family trip, and we went to an indie bookstore, as you do, and we saw like a like that the next night that the author Jason Reynolds you know, who was the, like the indie author of the year, he was going to come over to that bookstore and talk about his new new debut book, you know, young adult novel awesome. um, about Miles Morales as Spider-Man. And I was like, that's cool. Dad, can you bring me tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> and so he brought me and I just loved um, Reynolds's philosophy as a writer, particularly about writing about young men of color. Mm -hmm. um, and it was just really... Oh, just so cool <laughs> and of course the book was great and and with the movie everything i was just like oh yes you know as if i was not already sold um it was even more just like yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> full circle well yeah it was definitely full circle um so that yeah that's my my general gist of him yeah and you cool. convinced us to read the book because again yes. i had always seen it on shelves but for whatever reason i didn't think to pick Same. it up until Bridget, you had read it and you were like, oh my gosh, you got to read this. It's so good. And I'm like, Spider-Man. Yeah, all right. <laughs> and man, no regrets. Am I right? Seriously. Yeah. And yeah. like, you know, um, Reynolds really, I like, I feel like he informed so much of my understanding of Miles as a character. He helped me to appreciate him on such a deep level and whatever yeah. iteration I saw him in. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I'll... You know, because I met him in this was in 2017 um, that I met him. I'll read a little bit of of what I had you know written about like him him talking about at the at the indie bookstore. So first of yeah. all, fun fact: he wrote his book in 28 days. <laughs> <This> was, <laughs> oh that's, wow! That was, that was from the most Disney, shocking. Like, hey, 
so this movie is going to come out and blah, blah, blah. And can you write this in 28 days? <laughs> and um, he had never even heard about Miles Morales, as you guys mentioned earlier. Um, but uh, his uh, agent was like, he's a Spider-Man in Brooklyn who's black and Puerto Rican. And he's like, okay, continue. <laughs> yeah. And I just, you know, I really loved the way that he approached this this character. I mean, one of the one of the most seminal things he said was, you know, talking about the Peter Parker Spider-Man, uh, he was like, I always thought the famous line with great power comes great responsibility sounded so silly in a 15-year-old's mouth. <laughs> if yes. I got powers, I'd be thinking of a whole lot of other things first. Yes. You know? <laughs> and, you know, he talked about, you know, expand, he wanted to expand Miles' identity as a superhero of color who doesn't automatically have the same privileges as the likes of Peter Parker, you know, um, and, and how... You know, and also this, like, how could Miles be saving the world when his own neighborhoods need saving? Um, a thing that I think his dad actually says to him, you know, and exploring the whole survivor's guilt that Miles feels for making it into private school and mm-hmm. also gaining supposedly undeserved powers, you know, and and thinking about his whole conflict with his uncle Aaron and and that whole thing. We'll go into that more later, I think. But um, you know, Jason Reynolds was also saying, you know, it. It has to matter that he's black and Puerto Rican. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and I think he does succeed in making it matter. You know, when you realize what Miles is up against, you know, it's it's intertwined with his racial identity and his family roots, you know, and right. the reality of life is harder because of his skin color. And and I bring this up um, as I think because I see this come up a lot in in the comics and in the movie, too. You know, it's like it's it's not the thing of his character. He's obviously no. more than than, you know. Um, a person of color like that's you know <laughs> that's a lot of pressure undue burden and pressure for him to like represent all people of color in the superior community and all that stuff right you know, yeah no but, thank you yeah no that's not what i'm saying um is valuable as his character but i think i i just appreciate though that it's like um at the same time it, it's like a reality of his experience as a civilian and you know, and, and as a superhero and just the ways that his, you know, his family and their philosophy and their background informs who he is as a person, you know, right. and that it, that there there's good things and bad things as a part of that. And there are challenging things and also very life giving things about that, um, you know, and I think that's important. And I think that's really wonderful that that's it's pretty seem. I think Jason Reynolds does it. I don't know if the most seamlessly, but pretty seamlessly. Yeah. <laughs> um, because, you know, God bless Brian Michael Bendis, but he was a white dude and he made some questionable decisions like, you know, uh, making his naming his dad, who's a black man after Jeff Jefferson Davis, who is the president of the Confederacy. And, you know, and his best friend, Gonky, who it's not even a real Korean name. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's like weird moments like that, that, um, you know, you're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> there's no... You know, there were certain people who weren't in the room and that when that decision was made to be like, wait, 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 you know, and so I think that's that's a very interesting part of it. But anyway, so so some of some of the stuff was was part of what I what I appreciated about his character. And we'll talk about it more as we we talk about, you know, the comics and the the book and movie. But one more thing also I did want to mention about Reynolds, uh, 
philosophy is his mission to deconstruct toxic masculinity. Yes. And this is the moment where all the male <laughs> listeners leave this podcast. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, hopefully not. But, but he says, you know, in, in my stories, I have a brown boy who is terrified. You know, that that was his, that was important to him that like to show mm-hmm. that like, you know, guys can be afraid and they are afraid. Mm-hmm. And also the part about his dad and like, you know, an you know, he talked about like sharing an alternative, alternate narrative of men being kind of nervous wrecks instead of boasting about womanizing, you know, right. and, you know, so, so that's like another aspect that I, like I've taken in and internalized about his character. And you can see the little ways that gender his thoughts on um miles's experience of gender and thoughts on gender um are are also informing him as a person as a character which i find fascinating but anyways i've talked too much <laughs> but <laughs> no um you know so that's, that's those are some of the big themes that i think really just resonated with me in in you know the way that jason reynolds thought about the character and it's informed how i've thought about the character ever since um yeah you know so and, but Going into you guys, though, I mean, um, what is what what was your what is your experience or thoughts about Miles as a character overall? As a character, I just want to like hug him, and <laughs> I think he's just this tiny little baby boy, you know, this young man growing up in a you know a rough neighborhood, and and he reminds me of you know people I know and he's relatable. He's under, you know, this book really helps people to see the, the childish side of Spider-Man. I think Reynolds comments on that, like how, you know, there is a lot of maturity in that acceptance of the role of Spider-Man and there's that mature side, but then there's this whole other side of miles. That's still a kid. Mm -hmm. And I love that he, you know, he represented that because it, it really does seem hard to conceive a high school student taking on the role of saving the world or at least saving New York, you know? And, uh, so I really loved that part about it. I loved the, um, just the sort of childish sense of humor that was represented in the book and in the movie. Um, yeah, he's, he's a, he's a smart little kid, you know, he's, he's intelligent. He has good comebacks. He knows how to, he knows how to throw shade and receive it. <laughs> and he often does it with his dad, which I love that whole dynamic between them. Um, mm. And I think for me, just like my um, my conception uh, or my the concept of Miles Morales is more solidified after having read the book um, because my only, like I said, my only introduction was the film or the movie. Um, and I was amazed by it and all the beautiful colors and all the imagery and like the artistic part of it. But I was like really hungry for more about miles. And this really helped me to kind of ground that, um, you know, that character and, and the development of who he is as a person before Spider-Man happened to him, you know? <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, and which is funny because the book actually takes off from a point at which he's already become Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But it's it it goes back in time through these flashbacks and through the you know talking about his his family history and all that stuff. So that's kind of been a you know an intriguing aspect of the book for me. Um, I felt like it was a good read, especially for like just every age. You know, a- anyone that can can read 
could pretty much read this book. I mean, young younger kids probably wouldn't understand it, but it's it's a great like you know sixth grade and up type of book. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. What yeah. about you, Jen? So much to say, but yeah. My, my first thought is that Miles Morales is such an endearing, relatable character. Mm-hmm. Like I appreciate that we like him. Like he is a genuinely well-liked character without even having to try you know yeah Mm -hmm. he is a goofy kid but sometimes the weight of the world is on his shoulders where you just kind of want to go around and hug him and protect him like i got that in the into the spider-verse you know when he's first fumbling through his powers yeah and then even in the book reynolds's book where he's still trying to get the hang of being Spider-Man plus a full-time student, you know, trying to juggle that while he's still a kid. Mm -hmm. That's what boggles me. Like this kid Mm -hmm. is handling himself and saving New York and trying to do the best for himself, for his neighborhood, for his family by taking up the mantle of Spider-Man. And yet he's got these other responsibilities too that a lot of people can relate to. He wants to be above like what people assume of him because of his color and where he comes from Mm -hmm. but at the same time he's not gonna like just turn his nose up at his roots that's where he came from that's who he is so he's trying to integrate that with his new life at brooklyn visions academy and everything and i can only imagine how many people how many kids go through that where like they try to fit in at school because they're new or because they're different or even if like they've grown up in their neighborhood for years and they're still trying to fit in and they're still trying to do the best they can with what they're given yeah and miles just does it also marvelously he truly does have a good heart and he has so many struggles and real world problems you know trying to get the girl of his dreams to notice him, trying to awkwardly flirt, trying to (laughs) get so much homework because I swear every time they mentioned homework in the book and the movie, I'm just like having these PTSD flashbacks of high school and college. Like, oh my gosh, it was awful. And the fact Mm -hmm. that he still does it, that he's still intelligent, all while being a superhero is something so amazing and makes me love him all the more, you know? Yeah. I could literally sing his praises the entire time. Watching the movie <laughs> was such a joy. Reading the book was an experience. And I love everything that Miles comes out in, whether it's his own solo comics or if he's sharing the spotlight with another hero or even if he's just like part of like the big group of Avengers. I've enjoyed having him throwing out his perspective and, you know, throwing out his little quips, his little zingers here and there. And him being level-headed, you know, when sometimes even when the adult Avengers are, like, scrambling, you know, and he's just like, uh, logic. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I love Miles Morales. He's definitely one of my favorite characters of all times. Top three or top five, depending on my mood and what movie I've seen recently, but he's up there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. And, you know, what's what's really... Um, interesting about his his initial origin is he gets his powers when he's still like in grade school. He hasn't even hit middle school yet, and he got thirteen years old. He is yeah. a oh baby, a baby thing. Yeah, little baby child and little baby child. 
<laughs> love him so much. Um, <laughs> so, like, it's even more just, like, stunning. Yes. <laughs> he's just, like, in every iteration, he's always just want. he's just such a good kid. Um, yeah. You know, and he, and he just, uh, I feel like he just knows... I just he knows what he's about. He knows what he values and cares about. Um, yeah, you know, and I have there's this really great conversation between um, him and Aunt May in the Ultimates comics, um, where she gives him uh, Peter's. Um, oh my gosh, web sh- web shooters! I almost forgot the name. Uh, she gives him his web shooters, and you know, uh, Mary Jane's like, oh, he is awful young, and and she says to him. You know, and Aunt May says to him, don't do what we say. Don't do what he says. Don't do what you think Peter would say. Yeah. Do what your heart tells you. I've learned a lot in my life, and I've learned that life is too short for anything else. Mm -hmm. Don't do what Peter would do. Do what Miles Morales would do. Yes, sister. Oh, it's just, and the look of determination on his face in that moment, it's just really, really good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think the Ultimates run is worth reading just because of that moment, honestly. But <laughs> you know, it, and it's just really, and it also gets into you know, like yeah, you are your own Spider Man, you know, because there's a lot of things with identity, you know, themes of identity um, yes. with Miles, um, and you know, the whole comparison to Peter Parker and figuring out what he's going to do is just one of them, but. Anyways, that's uh, that's part of an, another conversation, though. Um, so let's talk about overall themes with with Miles in the comics, book, and the movie. Um, yeah. Just since there's a lot of overlap, and you know, these are big. So one big thing that comes up a lot in in every iteration is the family dynamic. Yes, yeah. definitely. He's like one of the few superheroes that we know that actually has both his parents still alive. I like yes. to point that out right here right now yeah very important very rare <laughs> it is yes. rare and neither of them has like some ser- like weird secret identity or like what well. neither of them <laughs> <laughs> well i mean but you know yeah well but i'd argue with comics um but yeah <laughs> with the dad but yeah, uh no, that's true i didn't i haven't read the comics but no, no, his family is really like his parents like love each other so much, yeah. like so much. <laughs> no matter which which version you're reading, they're just like so in love with each other, and I just mm-hmm. love it. Um, yes, and also they love Miles, and also I think what's rare is that they know explicitly, or at least at the very least, his dad does. You know, depending on which version you're reading or wa- watching. Um, you know, at the very least, usually his dad knows a secret. Although, interestingly, in the movie, neither parent knows or finds out. Yeah, but, I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? So what do you think of that, first of all, with the whole, you know, um, parents or parent or no parents, you know, knowing Miles' secret? Because it's it's a pretty big staple of Miles in the comics and in the book of, like, yes. his dad or both his parents knowing about his identity. And yeah. I find that really you know, interesting. I find it gave it a different layer for me because his dad, knowing that he is Spider-Man, understands the implications of that. He understands as an adult with the ability to conceive what that means. 
he knows what's on his son's shoulders. And yet he, you know, he, they have that one situation, one conversation where he's walking down the street and he's like, you know, you're responsible for this neighborhood. You know, you're responsible for picking up the trash when you see it. And, you know, there's like, he, he gives Miles this sort of parameter for how to set the rest of his life. Like there's a difference between who you are at work and who you are at home and in your neighborhood. And, you know, Spider-Man is your, is your calling, but it's also just, it's your job, you know? And, um, Mm -hmm. I I found that interesting because his dad is able to interject into those moments with him as a, as a young boy. Um, whereas like a Peter Parker situation, everything was a secret and up, I mean, up to a point and that, you know, fatherly role and that, ability to kind of step in and guide them through this really strange experience um, is really interesting. And I find it kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's a nice little heartwarming piece about the book that I enjoyed because then it strengthens his relationship with his father. And I feel like their relationship was portrayed a lot closer in the book than it was in the, in the movie for me. Because mm-hmm. in the movie, it seemed like he felt a lot of weight, you know, from his dad, just the expectations of what he wanted for him and, and you know, him trying to keep him out of trouble and, and not go down the path that he went. But that wasn't explained, you know, or and there wasn't any background to it. So I feel like the relationship and the trust and the, um, the ability for him to have that, you know, and share it with his dad was important for me. Interesting. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think in the movie, his dad comes around and, you know, he's, he says, like, I push you so hard because I see so much greatness in you, you know, and, but he comes to, you know, also the understanding, like, you know, whatever you do, you know, I love you. I support you and you'll be great. And oh my gosh, as I'm saying it, I want to cry. (laughs) This is is a great scene. Yeah. It's such a good scene. Oh my gosh. Like by far him and his dad have like the best conversations in any version of Miles. Like <laughs> their relationship is so important to me. Like, you know, um to see like a loving relationship between a father and son is so rare and also like like to have a good father period, you know. Right. Um I mean yeah. the character kinda the dad has its ups and downs, I think, in, in certain comics, but overall, you know, you, you he's there, he he loves his son, you know, no matter what, and yeah. just wants to be there for him and wants better things for him than what he had and you know, yeah. and that's like so important and so good. <laughs> it is. It's very it's very pure, you know, it's just yes. really yeah. pure and and really like stand up representation of what you know what it would mean for a lot of kids in miles situation in brooklyn you know who don't have that and yeah it's sort of like this alternate you know setting and it an ideal setting you know an untold story that you know an uncommon story rather yeah 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 not like it's never told yeah no yeah it's told but yeah, and like, you know, and but there's complexity, there is complexity to it too, you know, because, you know, the dad, he has his own like sort of um, quote unquote checkered past, you know, there are things right. that he regrets and, you know, um, and, you know, things that he regrets with his relationship with his brother and the things that they did when they were young and in the mm-hmm. and in Reynolds's book and also in 
in the comics, you know, there's conversation of like, there is a conversation of like, yeah, Miles, you know, because he has his mom's last name, you know, it's you yeah. know, Rio Morales, uh-huh. you know, not yeah. not Miles Davis, and um, you know, so there's that that conversation, like in it's more explicit in this one scene. Um, in 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 Saladin Ahmed's comic run of Miles, which by the way I love Saladin Ahmed's <laughs> run of comic of Miles. Yes. Um, he, you know, they have an explicit conversation where his dad's like, you know, saying like, "My father was not a good person, Miles, and I felt like if we gave you a new name, one that wasn't his, we could give you, I don't know, a clean start." You know, and in the book, in in Reynolds's book, it's it right. He 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 sort of is. Miles is guessing that it's because, um, yeah. you know, Davis was, you know, a bad name because of like what his dad and uncle did in their in the old days in the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. infamous. Yeah, made it infamous. So again, it's this concept of like the clean start, like that being the reason why he has um, his mom's last name instead of Davis. And you know, and, and interestingly, this is explained by, you know, two authors of color, not the original. You know, not the original creator. I know. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, his name's Miles Morales because alliteration. You know, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I definitely appreciate that Jefferson Davis is a good father. You know, he's not perfect, but you know, point out which parent is. Yeah, but no matter right. what iteration, he always supports Miles, whether or not he knows his identity, and he always just wants what's best for his son. He's not an absent parent. He's not like a druggie or alcoholic or abusive or anything like that, as some parents are. And he's definitely gone above and beyond in the parenting department, especially if you look at Marvel dads in general. They don't have exactly the best track record. Right. Yes. A quick plug. If you want to hear about bad dads in the Marvel Universe, we have done a segment on that. Yes. (laughs) Needless to say, I appreciate Jefferson Davis, and I appreciate that he wants to break the cycle that he has with his own family. He's like, no, I'm going to make sure that my son isn't just judged for the color of his skin. No, he's going to go to a good school, and he's going to grow up to be this amazing man no matter what he does, and no one and nothing is going to stop him, Mm -hmm. you know? And I just, I appreciate that man so much. Yeah. And their full commitment, like both the parents, even in that one part of the book where they talk about, you know, the bills are stacking up and Miles looking at final Mm. notice and he's looking at payment due and all this stuff. And they're like, oh, hi, Miles. Like, can we send you home with a sandwich? You know, like (laughs) it's it's like they will sacrifice everything for him. And that is just like the ultimate definition of a parent you know and yes. of a good parent it's a parent that's willing to go all the way through and they know what they signed up for you know exactly and so that's just a really um that's a really great family dynamic aspect for miles that and i think he you know he doesn't even well i feel like he acknowledges the the weight of that like he understands mm-hmm. how important this is to his parents that he stays in school and you know and he knows the sacrifice they're making and that's why he felt so bad about losing his job and like all that stuff. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> it's just, it's, it really is a really great um, dynamic. Yeah. But let's, I think with that though, uh, we should probably talk about another very important man in Miles's family and his 
complicated relationship with him, Uncle Aaron. Yes. Yes. Wow. Where do we start? I, yeah. We're, where to begin with that? Um, I mean, depending on which version you read, you know, it ranges from full-on villain to, you know, uh, anti-hero. I think his first appearance in the Ultimates comics is, like, the least sympathetic portrayal of Uncle Aaron. He just sort of uses Miles for his own mm. gain. Yes. When he finds out about his powers. But in every other iteration, I would say it's sort of like he's a mixed bag, you know, um, that... You know, like that it's that it's complicated, like the reasons that Uncle Aaron does the things that he does. And it's like, but yeah. it's always still very evident that he loves Miles and cares about him. My little man, you know, that's like a consistent yes. like term of endearment that he has for him. And, uh, you know, I really do. I really do love their relationship. I think it's so fascinating. You know, it feels like two different sides of the coin in some ways. And yet at the same time. There is this similarity, and and that's like the biggest thing that Miles fears. But we'll get more into that later. But what are your guys' thoughts about Uncle Aaron? Well, first and foremost, I don't like his first appearance in the comics because what kind of jerk takes advantage of a child, first and foremost? But it's as you said, he's more sympathetic in the other iterations. Yeah. And that's something I find very interesting because... He and his brother Jefferson, you know, Miles' dad, they both grew up like in similar circumstances in a rough neighborhood and being racially profiled. And yet they both went such different directions on how to deal with that. You know, Jefferson did his damnedest to like break the cycle, married a wonderful, smart woman and is being a good dad to his son. And you've got Aaron, who's doing the best he can to survive. And that's all it is for him. You know, survival. In most iterations, including the movie, he, like, you can tell he doesn't really truly want to hurt and or kill anyone. He just does what he's paid to do, you know? So, yeah, it's, it's interesting because in the movie, you notice that he's willing to sort of hunt down Miles when he doesn't know that's his nephew. Right. But, like, right. the second he realized that is his nephew, he's like, oh, crud, no, yeah. you know? Lines are yeah. crossed. I almost feel like, too, he gains some kind of um, exhilaration from that lifestyle, especially when he's working for Chamberlain and, um, you know, it's not – or is it Chamberlain or what's the guy's name that he's working for as he, – he seems to gain, like, some kind of rise out of that lifestyle, you know, out of being under that mask and running around the streets and, and mm-hmm. causing a ruckus and then, you know, taking miles down into the tunnels and spray painting the walls. And, you know, like, those aren't things that someone who's trying their best to be a stand-up citizen would do. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I think there is some side of him that enjoys it and that is sort of accepted – the li- that has sort of accepted the lifestyle that, that – he's been brought up in and almost you know it's almost like the choice that miles feels like he's having to make aaron was that sort of dark side choice and that was the like the you know the devil and the angel on the shoulder kind of situation where one (laughs) one brother went with the angel and one brother went with the devil (laughs) yeah that makes perfect sense because aaron he strikes me as the type that doesn't follow the rules simply because he feels like he owes nothing to society exactly Society has kicked him to the curves, chewed him up, spit him out. Yeah. So why should he try to give back and try to be better for them? He's like, no, no one's going to look out for me, but me. You know, I feel like he has that mentality. Yes. And that's what drove him to do the things he did. 
Yeah, I feel like we're starting to get into um, the whole duality of of Miles's quote unquote dark side. So maybe we should get into that next. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Where do we start? Poor baby has an identity crisis, like in mm-hmm. every iteration he's in, and with good reason. There's yeah, I was going to say so rightfully so. <laughs> There's a lot against him, you know, yeah, being truly. a person of color in his school and just in Brooklyn and growing up in the neighborhood that he's in. There's a lot of aspects of his parents, his parents past and his uncle's past that become part of his identity. He begins to see them inside of himself. And, you know, I think a lot of us do that. You know, we look at each of our parents and whatever mistakes we we think they've made and try not to do it. Or we don't want to be anything like that, and then we end up mm-hmm. somehow being exactly what we tried our our hardest not to be, you know. And I think he's trying to avoid that with his reflections, um, especially in the book, which I found interesting. And and it it's, it makes sense why he has such a struggle. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not even just his civilian life where he has identity issues, but even as Spider-Man – You know, you see he's always like, man, I'm not good at this. Or what would Peter do, you know? Mm -hmm. Or like, I'm Spider-Man. I should have all these gifts and yet I'm not using it right, you know? Yeah. Like always doubting himself. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's uncertainty what it's because of he's comparing himself to Spider-Man or in the case of Into the Spider-Verse, all these spider people (laughs) slash pig. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. you know, and so there's like a lot going on with that and his dad's expectations, his own expectations, his own fears. And it's and, you know, it this goes in is going gone into a lot in, in Reynolds's book, too. Like there's this, you know, in the Ultimates comic, you know, um, when Uncle Aaron dies, he his last words to Miles is you're just like me. And yeah. clearly Reynolds took a lot of inspiration from that because that's like part of like this nightmare sequence that like Miles experiences over and over again. This yeah. He just hears the words, you're just like me, you're just like me, you yes. know? Yeah, that seems think- to be a, co- a main theme. Yeah, that he, he, you know, it's again, sort of what Reynolds had been touching on, like of like, you know, do I deserve these powers, you know? Right. They're, you know, either in the book, they're like going out of whack or in the movie, he's like, they're not really working it. I don't really know how it works at all, you know? And it's like, is this really supposed to be for me, you know? And yeah, this, this doubt and this uncertainty of like, you know, can, can I even be this? You know, am I allowed to? Um, oh, man. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, you know, but then it, it gets even sadder in, <laughs> in in certain aspects of, of the comic. I'm thinking of um, Civil War II specifically. Um, so just to give a brief synopsis for anyone who hasn't read it, um, basically there's this inhuman who can see the future and um, – you know, there's the whole conflict is based on Captain Marvel saying we want to use that power to like stop bad people from doing bad things before they're done. And Iron Man's like, um, you know, <laughs> wait, <laughs> you know, that could very easily be twisted against, you know, you know, arresting people and putting them in jail for things they haven't done. Like, yeah. do you see the implications of this? And it all comes to a head when the Inhuman has this vision of uh, Miles killing Captain America uh, in a very brutal and bloody way, too. Wow. And 
you know, so so Captain Marvel was just like, you know, we just have to keep him contained, you know, just to make sure it doesn't happen. And Iron Man's like, no, you know, this is, well, going into this brief conversation that you were talking about, Jen, do you want to touch on that? Yeah, definitely. So before uh, the Inhuman dis- like made- has that prediction of Miles killing Captain America, you know, Tony Stark approaches Miles himself to discuss the situation in his perspective. And one of my favorite pieces of dialogue in the Marvel Universe in general was this, and I'm paraphrasing here, but Tony Stark is explaining the implications of what this Inhuman's power could do. And he's like, you know, I'm afraid of what this could mean. Like, uh, do we really have the right to arrest people and, you know, hold them for questioning for something they might do, something they haven't done yet? will this be the thing that makes them do the thing that they were predicted to do? Or, you know, do we even have the right to arrest them when they haven't done anything yet? You know, it's profiling, you know, why should we do that? And then Miles, he's thinking about it and he's agreeing, but then he brings up to Tony, like, did you specifically use the word profiling because I'm black, you know, and that might, you know, make me come around to your way of thinking. But then Tony Stark, he wasn't even trying to manipulate Miles. He looks Miles in the eye and honestly says, well, what else would you call it? Mm -hmm. That right there was just, yes. And it's just one part of the social issues that Miles faces. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, that was profiling. And even though we know in our heart of hearts he would have never have done that to Captain America, it still hit home for him, you know? Right. Like, shoot, is this all I'm destined to do, you know, to be like my uncle? You know, it just had his fears thrown back at him, you know? Yeah. yeah. And it yeah, just resonated the- with me personally. Yeah, when everyone sees that vision, he just drops down crying, Aww. you know, and and Miss Marvel's, you know, saying, you won't, I know you won't do it. You know, that's not going to happen. He's, How do you know? <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, oh, gosh. Uh, you know? yeah. and, and, you know, Iron Man and Captain Marvel have this whole fight over him and about, you know, as Captain Marvel takes him into custody and they're just battling it all out and afterward, you know, uh, he he says this, I'm going to quote directly here because it's just so, uh, um, I worry that it's in my, my DNA, my family, that we're just not good, that eventually mm. I'm just, I'm going to just go the other way. And this vision, this experience the Inhuman gave me, it didn't feel as impossible as everyone thinks it is. And every other day I think, why am I trying to help everyone? What difference does it make? There's still bad people in the world and nothing I do will ever stop that. No one else is behaving, why should I? Why don't I take what's mine? And if I'm really being honest, my spider powers are not making it any easier to keep this part of me buried. You have no idea in mid-fight how often I think about pulling someone's head right off and I it's thoughts like that that make me worry that I am more like my dad and uncle than I want to admit. I worry that my dad isn't the guy I want him to be, that he's just pretending because I showed up in his life. I you know, and it's just Yeah. Man. Yeah, That's a deep just, dive. <laughs> it's such a deep dive. You yeah. Know, it, so you know, he he says, you know, I went there to prove that I'm not my uncle and I'm not my dad. But if I am, then let them stop me because I have to be stopped. And I'm just like, oh, you know, the, everyone else is like, no, there's no way you would ever do that. But he's like, 
but I have dark thoughts, you know, and feeling like, mm-hmm. which everyone has, but he, you know, for him, it's just so, it feels so astronomically big, right? Yes. You know? Oh my gosh. And I, th- I think that's like the best illustration of that conflict that he experiences. There are definitely mm-hmm. other times where he says it, you know, um, and and feels that deep insecurity and fear of his dark side and you know everyone and people keep telling him like no everyone has that he's like no but me you know he's like no but you understand right you know it's and it i think it is a bigger deal for him i think um not not that his dark side isn't necessarily any darker than other people's necessarily but you know because at the end of the day he's still a good kid he always remains a good kid and does the right thing yes um and but you know for but because it's like a an especially big like foundational anxiety for him, you know that it is a big thing for him. It is it feels like the end of the world for him, and it's just so devastating, so emotional. It's just so powerful. Mm-hmm. This the struggle to see, you know. But at the same time, there's so much hope. Like Miles gives me such hopefulness, you know, that he he is. At the end of the day, he does keep going, you know, in the end, he does keep persevering. He does keep choosing what's right. Yeah. You know, even when when mm-hmm. everything's against him. Yes. You know, and it means so much to me. And he he's a perfect display and representation of like when you keep pressing forward and like when you keep leaning into the good side of yourself, it yeah. does reward you and it does, you know, become the part of your identity that you put on display, you know, and because and he, it's like there's the most of the t- the conversations about Miles are the the discussion on, you know, his it's the angel and the demon, it's the dark and the light, it's the, you know, this side or that side. Do I go left? Do I go right? There's all these sort of like moments for him, and yeah, that's such an impactful moment. I didn't, I haven't read the comics, so that's um, really powerful to hear. Yeah, I would say I would say it's like Civil War Two is worth reading just because of Miles. And oh I probably gosh. will say that about any comic he's in, <laughs> champions. You know, it's all it's worth it because of Miles. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but but I think it's important to say though, like not that his struggle with the dark and light isn't real, but I think it's just so clear though to me always that his trajectory is always towards the light, you know? Yes. And that's yes. because of the way that his parents raised him, his yes. mother and his father, you know, his, his mother's such like a sweetie and every I know. She's such a yes. sweetie. Yeah. So yeah. She like, we puts didn't talk out about candy. her as much, but she really is so wonderful. You can, <laughs> you know, just like unequivocally, no one questions that ever. No. Even Miles, like, he talks about how, you know, there's just certain people that are the easiest to love, Mm -hmm. and you just don't even question it, and he talks about his mother that way, and I was like, oh my gosh, my heart. But (laughs) You see where he gets it. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. It's just like, oh, it's so precious, and and his mom and his dad are to credit for that, you know? Yeah. And they're a great parent duo, you know? You got uh, Jefferson, who's a bit more of the tough side, but you got Rio, who's more of the softer side. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just I adore that scene in the movie where, you know, Rio's like won't let Miles go to school because she's not done like kissing him goodbye. You oh, know, yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's, like, there's a scene in like the in the Ultimates comic where like they're finding out they're going into this like lottery system to determine whether he gets into the charter school or not which by the way that's extremely screwed up <laughs> that's just that being a thing but um yes um you know she she's like um she she puts you know his his hand his face in her hands and she's like i love you no matter what whatever happens you know i support you and just goes on and on and he looks at his dad and he's like please make it stop <laughs> and his dad is like you know how long have you lived in our house? You know, since birth. And when have I ever been able to make it stop? Yeah. Stop maybe just this once. <laughs> <laughs> Which I feel like is such, I don't know if this is a general mom thing or a Latina mom thing. Because that felt very like, oh yeah, that's my mom. That would be my mom. That Especially so the part funny. about like, and have I ever been able to make it stop? <laughs> <laughs> you know. It's just yeah, so he like runs to dad for help and dad's like, can't help you. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> she cannot be stopped. <laughs> she is, she a, is a force of nature. Yes, Mother Nature. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. What a queen. But yeah. Um. Anything else you want to say though about about the whole dark side and identity and, and anything like that? Um. I know they don't touch upon it as much in the movie, but. It is still touched upon nonetheless, you know, like even Aaron wants Miles to be better than what he and Jefferson grew up in. Mm-hmm. And then even later on, after Uncle Aaron is killed by the Kingpin, you know, Kingpin, Miles' first thought is revenge, you know, so that, that was kind of a hint of the dark side he he's afraid of you know, succumbing to in the book and the comics. Yeah. And I wonder if they're going to expand upon it more in the sequel, which, you know, hopefully comes sooner rather than later. Yeah. You know, it continues to be the most fascinating part to me about his, his character. So I would really love if they went into that, into, in, into the Spider-Verse too. Yeah. It's the most relatable. I think for me, like to comment on that specific aspect of his character, it makes him the most relatable superhero I've ever read because I think a lot of times they focus on like how, I mean, we, we, we have seen that same concept with other, other heroes, but like, it just seems like it's especially evident, like the human struggle, the human part of him, like the the part of him that's grown up without superpowers and that isn't you know that wasn't a superhuman deals with these internal struggles that are human struggles and you know that ultimately represent life for everyone not just a superhero and I think a yeah. lot of superheroes don't you know they don't I mean at least my experience with um, just the cinematic universe we don't see that like dark and light struggle the same way like we don't see those human aspects we see a lot of decisions made that are hard decisions like there's always like that ultimate like do we kill them or do we not or like do we do we go back in time or do we not you know like there's things like that but I think just on a personal level like diving deep into a personal um you know like I said internal struggle with a with a superhero it seems like it's a pretty unique um unique occurrence with Miles Morales yeah definitely Makes them all the more relatable, all the more likable. You exactly. Know? Oh, yes, I love this boy so much. But moving, all right. Um, okay, so that's a really deep philosophical dive. Let's get to something more lighthearted, though. Um, <laughs> let's 
Let's talk about his friendships. Um, yeah. Well, two significant ones. Um, let's talk about Gonky first because that's the OG BF, BFF. Gonky. My heart. Yeah. Uh, They're bros. Yes. Best, like, bromance I've seen in a very long time, you know? <laughs> They're both just so pure. Yes. So good to each other. You know, Gonky being ultimate uh, friend who's so ready to help Miles in his personal life and yes. his Spider-Man life. Yes. Mm-hmm. Still keeps him grounded, but at the same time still gushes over Miles' abilities and, like, superhero experiences. Yeah. Everything and he about checks them. on him. He's always, like, he's almost like a second mom to him sometimes. Yeah. Because, yes. like, you know how he lives away from his parents? I feel like mm-hmm. Gonky, like, steps in when his parents aren't around, you know? He's like, hey, are you sure yeah. about this, Miles? Hey, Miles, did you sleep on that? Like, hey, have you th- have you talked to this person and said this thing? Like, he's always checking on him yes. and making sure that he's, you know, he's set straight. And that's what a friend does. He's, like, the perfect ultimate friend. <laughs> Yes, I love everything about him. I want nothing but happiness for Gonky Lee. Yes. Yeah. And also, like, in the comics, too, he makes all his web fluids for him. And he pays for it. He fronts the money. And, you know, and Miles is like, bro. And he's like, you know what? It's not like plutonium or anything. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think we're going to say? You know, but it's just so like, oh man, he always just goes so above and beyond, and yes. like to the level that like you know, uh, Miles's dad is like, wait, you're sure nothing like romantic's going on? Dad's like, and you know, and and Miles is just like, no, no, dad, I trust me, <laughs> you know, I we are just <laughs> we're bros, you know. Yeah, are you sure? You know, because <laughs> I feel like his dad is the kind who's like, you know. Because I'll, I'll, you know, I'm 100 percent supporting you. If that, and he's like, no, 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 <laughs> you know, it just yeah, he's like, it's not, like you know, it, 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 it's it's not that, <laughs> you know, that we're we're really just that close, and you know, yeah. we're just brothers, and it's just the just this deep affection, which I think, you know, um, is is so important too of like positive male relationships that you know that is never ever actually based on like there's never a joke about oh no homo or whatever you know right. it's yeah you know it's talked about like wait are you sure it's not romantic no 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 you know but it's not done in any sort of mocking way or anything like that yes um, i love and there's that. no uh-huh. insecurity about maleness you know because of that um yes i i which i think is just so nice and refreshing see i i told you i'd get to gender um <laughs> <laughs> You know, that yeah, and it's not, yeah, and I just love that a lot. And oh, um, also like another really wonderful moment in in the comics. At least I remember like uh, Miles has been like in the hospital for like weeks, and he promises Gonky like as soon as I get out, we're gonna watch movies all day. And yes. <laughs> and then like um, you know, uh, this big superhero name tries to call him in as soon as he's released from the hospital but he tells his parents no nah, i gotta do something first what could be possibly more important than this and it cuts to him in the movie theater laughing it up with gonky with their popcorn <laughs> and everything it's just so wholesome it. and good i love it yes i love the the part in the book where they it talks about uh miles walking in on gonky just like chowing down on cheetos and it talks about like how everything he touches gets cheeto powder on it and <laughs> he's like he picks up a a styrofoam peanut covered in 
in you know powdered cheese or whatever and it was just so funny like <laughs> the dynamic and they he throws some shade at him when he he walks in and makes fun of his clothes and <laughs> it was just such a cute moment like two young boys who are just pals you know yeah yeah and but the, at the same time they're not afraid to rib on each other um and i think of i mean i think this is true in the book but also in in all the comics and like miles Miles definitely does get mad at Gonky. It does happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, and th- they have interesting... I remember one conversation they had was really interesting about Gonky kind of complaining, like, no girls want to go out with me because I'm, you know, a big dude and everything. And you don't get it, Miles. And, you know, about... <laughs> and Miles is like, really? What's <laughs> his skin color? And he's like, you don't think I understand? You know? Um, he's like, no, but it's different. You know, you, you're the skinny guy. Like... Fabio Goldballs gets it, and, you know, it's a whole, it's, that's an interesting, <laughs> yeah. but they're like, you know, um, and like, uh, so that's just kind of fun, like, you know, that they're just not also afraid to just not have, you know, they're not afraid to have, like, honest conversations with each other, yeah, and, and also just, be, yeah, be brutal with each other, you know, yeah. exactly. and, you know, but also be very encouraging, you know, because Miles is just like, any girl would be lucky to date you. And you can tell he so deeply means it. And it's, yes. it's, you know, not even just thinking he's just saying, he's just like, no, you deserve that. And I'm like, yes, Miles. Amen. Uh, it's a shame that we don't see much of Gonky in Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. But I'm hoping now that they've been introduced, you know, towards the ending scene, that we will see more of that friendship blossom in the sequel and everything. But, yes. Yeah, because he yes. knows the secret, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, literally, Miles in his Spider-Man costume fist bumps him, you know? Yeah. Uh, so good. Love Gonky. It is so good. I want a Gonky. Like, I wish there were more guys like Gonky. <laughs> yeah. Like, grown ones, at least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So I think that's it about about their friendship. Uh, so let's touch on the at least for the movie Into the Spider Verse, the friendship with Peter Parker, pure Peter B. Parker, I should say. Everything about that, like mentorship slash friendship, is everything to me. Oh my gosh! Yes. Yeah. I mean, tell us more about it, Jen. Yeah. All right, Peter B. Parker, first and foremost, he's like that sympathetic character where it's like you see what happens, the kind of toll that Spider-Man takes on Peter Parker's life and how it didn't really go for the better compared to Miles Morales' Peter Parker. So we have this really jaded, really surly, grumpy (laughs) Spider-Man who at first wants nothing to do with Miles. You know, all he wants is to get back to his own universe, you know. But Miles is just like, well, the original Peter Parker's dead, so but I need to be trained, you know. I need to learn how to use my powers. And at first, Peter B's just like, I don't care. But then he gives them, like, on-the-job training, you know, with web-slinging. And they've developed this beautiful, beautiful friendship where Peter B. Parker starts to become fond of him, you know. And at some point even contemplates having children, which is something he was definitely adamant against, you know. Yeah, yeah. But after, like, enjoying his time with Miles, sticking up for him and being amazed by his powers and convincing the other spider people and pig, like, no, this this kid, he's it, you know? He's got powers. He's got heart, you know? Like, just, 
Oh my gosh, I, I can gush about them forever, but one of my favorite lines is when Miles swoops in at the last moment to help his friends try to get home. And he does like, I forget what he does, but he does something super cool with his powers and Peter B's just like, oh my gosh, yes, Miles, I love you. Do I want kids? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Uh, beautiful mentorship, folks. Truly. And shout Very out awesome. to Jake Johnson. Yeah. Yes. Thank I you. love his perfect, voice. Perfect voice actor for him. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and just as a person and like his history with acting, he was the perfect guy to cast for that role. Like, yeah. Because he he def he plays a, a character that struggles with those same things like on a regular basis. So I think for him it was just so natural and it came out really well. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Well, any anything more we want to say about him and B Peter B Parker? I want to see more of him and Miles interact all day, every day, all day, every day. Yes, yeah, for sure. We forgot to talk about Miles Morales' powers. Oh, what makes him unique in this? Uh, it's his his invisibility, his his camouflage, right? Mm -hmm. And then he doesn't actually shoot webs on his own. He has to have web shooters. Is that correct? Well, I mean, Peter Parker does too. Um, yeah. But yeah. unless you're like the to spider Toby. Um, <laughs> you get it right <laughs> out spider of your Toby wrist. is just like biological. <laughs> I have it. <laughs> Um, um, no, spider. yeah, but also don't forget the electrokinesis thing or whatever he is that he has the electric oh, stinging. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, what does he call true. it? Venom, venom, venom strike. strike. That's what it's called. That venom strike. Miles Morales powers. Yeah, it's definitely different from his uh, predecessor Peter Parker. And I wonder if Peter Parker is like jealous at all because I definitely would be if I was like a superhero, and it turns out I have someone who has my powers, but then something a little extra. I'd be like, well, why didn't I get that? He well, he's already jealous of of Miles's costume in the comics, at least. Oh, it's like amazing! Everyone should be jealous of Miles Morales's costume. That is a kick-ass oh, costume. Am. It's interesting because they list like, so we have spider web, superhuman durability, superhuman mm -hmm. agility, superhuman speed, superhuman reflexes, and superhuman <laughs> stamina, <laughs> and then electrokinesis. <laughs> That yeah, was like so I think human mind reading. Yeah. It, yeah, and this is but this the powers are consistent across the mediums though. I mean, you see okay. the yeah. camouflage and the venom strike in action in the movie, right? And the comics yeah. and the I book. believe in the book, yeah. Um, even the video games. Right? You read it more recently, Maddie. <laughs> yeah, the book yeah. is pretty consistent with the rest of the information. I think, um, you know, it it touches on all of those. Especially since he gets pummeled by that big uh, at the end fighting scene, you know he's he's getting pummeled and then he just gets back up, you know, like building yeah. is falling on him and he he still gets back up. So he's abil his abilities are are present. Um, I can't remember if he uses the venom strike at all in the book, though. I don't remember. Actually, that that one I don't remember. I did not remember the the venom. Strike. Yeah, because that's a pretty big pretty big power especially in the comics um like he takes down some pretty big a-list villains like yeah i remember, I remember I yeah yeah like there was this like big 
demon thing called itself Blackheart that had like wiped out the Avengers, you know, like Thor, you know, Janus Thor and Sam Wilson, the Captain America and Iron Man. They were just like wiped out and like he comes to the scene and he fights him and then he uses that the Venom strike and then, you know, down. It's like that's wild okay the kinds of like and even in like the ultimates run when he's first first introduced like his quick thinking in a fight is like quite stunning for when you think about how young he is like he's middle school kid doing like very clever in his moves and in his abilities and his agility yeah you know that's more than just even instinct it's it's just like this skill <laughs> that everyone's just like whoa like he even like captain america is super skeptical you're so young and like this other spider man just died and like i think i think captain america in some ways felt responsible for that yeah um, in a way that i think a lot of people felt responsible for that and and then like you know miles jumps in on a fight and afterward captain america's just like okay <laughs> wow <laughs> handle it and it was just yeah. like oh, you know you really captain america like that is like What's- yeah what I think is really funny and delightful about the movie is that the powers are like puberty. But <laughs> 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 he's all sweating and everyone's thoughts, and he's just like, "It's puberty." <laughs> yeah, I love that moment. That moment. And also because he doesn't quite know what to do with these new experiences, these new feelings, it is very puberty-ish. Um, well, and I do find oh, yeah. him kind of fumbling a little bit in the in mm-hmm. the movie. At least he does have that sort of younger teenage, like I'm not sure what to do with this <laughs> kind of thing, you know. And he's working on himself and his confidence. And then, because like when he's he's going through the trees with with um, Peter Parker. You know, Peter Parker's teaching him how to use the webs and how to be more agile and, and dance gracefully through the forest, you know. <laughs> like, feel, the, feel the waves or whatever. Like and you know, I think he has to come into into touch with that part of himself too. So there is a part of him that like was learning and it was like puberty. It was like a shorter puberty. <laughs> and then towards the end of the movie, he's just like, I got this. <laughs> Jumps off a building. Yeah. You know, famous shot. What's up, danger? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Amazing. And like, and that, that it's inspired by his father saying, I see the spark in you. It's amazing. You could do anything. And that's when he's able to I be Spider-Man. Oh, oh. I'm saying it. Yes. Gives me chills. I'm just like, yes, thank you, Daddy. Love is his power. Yeah, it's so good. It is so good. But you know, and so you really see it like come together. You know, and you could tell that like his struggle with the powers were more psychological, even you know, um, than it was necessarily that like, oh, he needed more time, he needed more practice. You know, I mean, he does, but like, you know, I think also it was just like tapping in and realizing he really could be Spider Man. You know. Um, because yeah. he was struggling with a lot of self doubt, so to see that come together, and he's like able to like you know go in and out of invisibility on command. That he puts his hand on the kingpin and just demolishes him with that venom strike. It's just yes. like you know, you know, it's just like yeah, yeah. The only dude he's not able to take down with that venom strike in the comics is Hammerhead, which I think is a really weird choice. Oh. <laughs> Dad, guy who could still be standing after that, but whatever. Whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, but otherwise, no. It's a pretty, it's a pretty stellar power, and I, I like that 
they did that because I mean, I think part of Brian Michael Bennis's thinking was like, we got to make him, we got to distinguish him from Spider-Man in, in every way possible, I guess, really, you know, even yeah. giving him better powers. <laughs> yeah, he does have better powers in my opinion. <laughs> And his, I mean, everything about him makes more sense in the Marvel Universe. The Peter Parker, like, Spider-Toby version makes no sense. And I've I've said this before, but it's like <laughs> nothing about his character makes any sense to me. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't fall in line. I mean, the storyline's there, but even just the acquisition of his powers would, didn't make sense. Like, how did that spider get out in a highly secured scientific facility you know at least miles is like oh his my uncle stole it and <laughs> yeah there's these that spiders and they're like down in this dirty like you know dark tunnel with him like that totally makes sense but the other the other plot really didn't make sense to me and he they really like gave him a better well-rounded um you know acquisition of his his superpowers Nice. Yeah. It is interesting, too, that you mentioned Uncle Aaron, that he is tied to the acquisition of Miles' powers in all instances. Like, that's very fascinating to me, especially when we were talking earlier about, you know, Miles being so afraid of being like his Uncle Aaron, like going down the same path and, you know, the darkness inside him. Like, is it partly because, like, the origins of the powers themselves are with Uncle Aaron? You know, it's. You know, and in the comics, um, too, specifically, it's because, like, he stole that spider in the first place, you know. Like, that, that, like, what? Like, his powers came from thievery, you know? And it's, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I Like, I think maybe that's, like, an element of, of like, Miles' fear, too, which is interesting. Yeah, oh, yeah, almost like it came upon me in a way that was, you know, from, our, like we were talking before, the dark side of him and the dark side of his uncle's past. And so it's like, well, this is how my, these were my beginnings, you know, like this is my origin story. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I think it does cause a little bit of questioning. Yeah, definitely. Wow. I didn't think we'd get so deep about the powers, but here we are. No, don't underestimate yeah. our, our, our depth of conversation. We're no, genius. you're right. I know. Listeners, these listeners will know. <laughs> they know. They know. They know. <laughs> But yeah, it's pretty sick. Like, if I had to choose between Peter Parker's Spider-Man powers and Miles Morales, oh. I mean, I think y'all know. Miles Morales oh, in a heartbeat. Hands <laughs> down. Hands down. Sorry, I, Peter. Love you. Sorry. Yeah. Love yeah. you, but I don't. No, I'm just kidding. Yo, <laughs> as a shy, awkward introvert, I would make use of those invisibility powers. Oh, oh there's yeah. someone coming oh, down the street yeah. that I know, but I don't want to talk to. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah, I'm not I'm here. on a bad date or whatever, and the dude <laughs> won't leave me alone and stop talking. I'm either going invisible or I'm electrocuting him and being like, check, please. That Bye. is funny. Yeah. Bridget, what's great. your favorite power that Miles has? I mean, the Venom Blast is pretty, pretty cool. I think, I think, but I'm thinking of not so much for me to have. Like, I wouldn't, if I had that power, I wouldn't, like, use it. Or, goodness, I would hope not. <laughs> I feel like that could be, like, very easily the I'm power. Sorry. And I'm I'm really glad it's Miles and not me with that power because, <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's too yeah. good. My family would just have, like, electrocuted hair or something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you'd be afraid you'd use it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so funny. I guess if I had to choose, I would choose the invisibility power. Um, but, yeah. There's yeah. also really, I'm remembering now, there's a cute scene, cute panel in the comics where, like, um, Miles is first, like, trying to figure out his powers. And, like, 
he's like climbing on the wall and he's like why why don't i have the webs like where did like because he doesn't know like that peter had like the web slinging thing machine thing yeah just like i don't know how this works but i'm just climbing up the wall and then and then like the wind blows and he's like he tenses up he's like oh gosh please don't let me blow away (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh that's so cute He's so adorable. I know. Yes, he yeah. is. I want to get but, a poster of him. I, I know you have one. <laughs> I know. You bought me one for I my birthday. Know. And I was like slightly jealous. I was like, man, I'm buying this for her. I need to get myself one of these too. Why did you get, you didn't get two copies? I should have. No, that was the last one. That was <gasps> right, the last right. copy. Yeah. Wow, so. I feel extra special. Thank you for your sacrifice, Oh, Maddie. you're welcome. Anytime. <laughs> Nice. No, I was thinking about it right now. I'm like staring at an empty white wall and I'm like, oh, I would love to put one there. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I think I would love the invisibility myself because I was that weird little kid that like when we were driving through the neighborhood, like stared into people's windows and <laughs> I wanted to see like their Christmas trees or like what type of couches they bought. <laughs> Or like who's in the window? You know, I'd love to be invisible and just like walk around town and not have to worry about people seeing me. Or mm-hmm. you know, like I could go down alleys and not be afraid of getting mugged or raped. <laughs> I can oh just be invisible. God. You know, like I yeah, think. But that then, would if be- you were, yeah, if you were Spider Woman, though, like you would have the the wherewithal to kick their butts too. True. True. And Absolutely. the Spidey sense, you know. Yeah, the oh, Spidey okay. sense too. I'd have all that. Yeah. Tingling. What is that? You know. Yeah, you're uh, like, oh, trouble. Trouble. Mm-hmm. Who's who is going to die tonight? Who has picked death <laughs> as their option? Jenna be like, let me use my spidey senses in my water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who don't know, I react very intensely to ambiguous situations. <laughs> heavy water bottle be filled with water to be like heavy enough to kill someone. Yeah, Jen wields <laughs> Jen doesn't need Mjolnir. She just has a water bottle. Uh, <laughs> you can lift the water bottle. <laughs> that thing causes serious damage. <laughs> but hey, if I had web shooters like Miles, I would attach my heavy water bottle to the end of it and then swing it around. Boom, yeah. Like a tether ball. <laughs> Yes, wow. a very deadly tetherball. What are those called? I can't remember. There's like a, it's like a weapon with a chain and then a ball on the end of it. Uh, Isn't it a mace? Maces. Yes, you're right. It is a mace. Nice. So Miles should get one of those to take down <laughs> the bigger villains. There you go. And then Just... like charge it with his, his super venom. <laughs> yes. There's that also, power is going to evolve too. That that yeah. Power. Like, there's mention like, of it like getting better mm-hmm. and more powerful. Yeah, that it like comes out of his fingertips. Like, glow, like these glowing streams that come out of his fingertips. It's yeah. like, whoa, dude! I'm excited. We're evolving far beyond my comprehension. Good things yeah. on our side. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, all right. Anything else you want to say about Miles's powers? They're fitting no. for someone as awesome as he. Yes, yes, true that. We're proud that he has them. Uh, okay. Um, the only other thing, we, we were sort of, we've kind of been touching on this throughout, but it's really cool how there is social commentary and just stuff about, you know, you know, that like, like as to quote um, Jason Reynolds, that, 
you know, it matters that he's black and Puerto Rican, you know, and yeah. how that comes up for him. But yeah. anything else that you would say that you that really stood out to you in terms of, you know, informing his narrative and him as a character that you found interesting? I appreciate that he's bilingual. Oh, yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah. In, in the movie and in uh, Saladin Ahmed's comic, that's made very explicit. Yes, definitely. And I like that you see aspects of his culture when, like, what his family has for dinner. Mm -hmm. And in the comics, when you actually do meet uh, Rio's side of the family, mm -hmm. you could see where, like, she and then even Jefferson get their parenting from, get their personality, and it all seeps into Miles, you know? That's cool. It's all very real and authentic, you know? And I just appreciate that he's he's mixed race, you know? How I, I think he's the only uh, superhero that I can think of that is mixed race. Yeah, that's true. That's another element of it. Yeah. Makes them all the more unique. Yeah. And I yeah, thought that this leads up to an interesting... And... Go ahead, Maddie. You want to say something? Oh, <laughs> oh I was just thinking... I was thinking it makes them unique and all the more representative for... Because we were... You know, we, we had, we've been talking about how there's an underrepresentation for the Latin community, like, just in general for superheroes. And so it's really cool to see yep. that for you know, people of color across multiple races now, you know, being represented by a young boy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, not to put, but that's an interesting point that you say because, right, like the mixed race is a whole other identity. I have, you know, several friends who are mixed yeah. race. And, like talking about the whole conversation of like, you're not, you know, you're not, you're, you're not white. You're not, you know, this, you know, you're, or you're too white or you're too, you know, Mexican right. or like, you know, not Mexican this enough. Blah, blah. Yeah. Not Mexican enough. Like, you know, Jen and Jen and I deal with that a lot because we don't speak Spanish. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, so that's, that's like a real thing. But like, uh, you know, um, to touch on, on Miles again, though, with that, like, mm -hmm. there's a part in, um, the like revamped version of Brian Michael Bendis's run of of Miles that he's like, you know, at, at some point his his costume get his you know his suit gets torn a bit and then this girl this young YouTube YouTuber like comments like hey you can see his skin color he's you know he has dark skin is he is he black is he you know, is he brown? Is he, you know, Latino? Like, who knows? But you know, he's a person of color. Spider Man's person of color. Yay! You know, and. And Miles is just kind of like, and she cares why? You know, <laughs> and, he, and he's just like, I don't want the qualification. And Gonky's like, what do you mean? He's like, you know, the black Spider-Man. Also, I'm la also Latino, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and he's just like, you know, I just want to be Spider-Man. Um, yes. And Gonky in his usual wonderful way is just like, all right, then, boom, you're Spider-Man. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Just like that. I don't right, that's, that's what you are you know yeah that's but great i think that i thought that was such that resonated so much with me it was just like oh mm. yeah the qualification man this, yeah. in, this like this this pressure you know that yes. is put you know that can be put upon him you know and i'm trying to be conscious of it even as like i talk about it like it's so important that he's a person of color but also you know man the fact that it is this important him. you know that, yeah. like you know why does so much have to ride on him? And like, that's like, that's a tension that's real, like on a meta level. Yeah. Um, but also within like the character level that I find really interesting to, to parse out and to think about, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Let's put it this way. We love Miles, but not just because he's a represent, 
representation that we don't see too often or that he's a person of color. We love him yeah, as yeah. a person. And Absolutely. the fact that he is a person of color just he's adds cold. to why we like him, I guess. Yeah. He's just, just, like, just like so wholesome, such a sweetie. Like, so I know. Sweetie, I love him. Tiny baby boy thing. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to protect uh, him everything i wanna i wanna also i'm i know i'm talking so much about the comics and about his dad and and everything but i just need to to quote this about what his dad said has said about him um it wasn't that he couldn't fight i taught that boy how to defend himself but he hated hurting people wanted to make friends with everyone help everyone and just Aww. like yes <laughs> yes he's a lover not a fighter it's so true though so, so accurately said yes. yes and that and that goes back to the point we made about you know reynolds taking down that toxic masculinity thing where boys have to be taught to fight and you better finish it you know and mm-hmm. and all that and his dad did teach him but he also knows who miles is you know he knows that he's not aggressive and and you know over, yeah he fights because he has to Right, it's like a. I can't remember what what it is, but there's like a martial arts um, philosophy where it's only self defense. Like all the moves are only self defense, and it, it makes me think of Miles. It's like he probably would be the you know the physical representation of that. It's like I will I will do what I have to, and I'll do it well when I need to. But I don't you know I'd rather not. <laughs> exactly, I'd rather not the yeah. confrontation. Yeah, so it's all the more devastating, I think, for him when his anger does get the best of him, like a fight mm-hmm. or something. Like, yeah, the, I remember there was one time, like in, like that he like, t- t- like totally, rips, like not rips apart. I would say like beats up all these guys in the bar because he was going after this other guy. Like they're all bad guys, yeah. you know. But he's like, ah, you know, he's telling um his friend Fabio like, yeah, I did that, you know. He he's like, I let my anger get away from me, you know, yeah. and that's like. So devastating for him. Like he's just like right. He's devastated know. with himself. <laughs> right, right, right. And I think it's just so interesting, you know, because of the whole association of anger with, you know, um, people of color and men of color specific- specifically, and violence, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah. uh, you know, there's that like societal thing. But I think for him personally, it matters so much because he's like, I hurt people, you know. Right. They were, but they're yeah. bad people, Miles. I hurt people, you know? yeah. Oh my gosh, or like yeah. that's not me. <laughs> yeah, and I find that just so. Like again, we're talking about the whole toxic masculinity thing. It's just so destructive of that, you know. He's just like, yeah. I don't want to do that. You know, that's not what I want to be. And anytime that he's even on the verge of it, he's like, oh, I've sinned. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. Right. And it's just like, oh, Miles. <laughs> exactly exactly you know um and okay one more quote though because this is also really good Um, and uncle aaron says to um you know his brother uh, miles's dad he says he'll be okay under all that sweetness your son is a hard rock and then jeff you know jefferson davis says he just might be the strongest person I know, but his kindness doesn't hide his strength. It's what makes him strong. Yes. Oh. Snaps. Yes. yes. Who yes. comes up with this? Yes. Excellent, well, right? Yes. Sorry, my man came up with that one specifically, if you want the credit. But, like, 
oh, it's so good. It's so good. Because feel... it's, it's like this, like, it shouldn't really feel that radical of a definition of strength, but it is. And I just love it. Uh, yes. yes. Thank you. <sighs> I think did I get all the mild stuff out of my body? No, there's there's I, I'm there's reaching still, in. There's so much more. There's I corners. Say, or, yeah, so much. It would be too much. This is why we, this is going to be a multi-series. We are going to go deeper into yes, the ma'am. comics. We'll go deeper into the book. Jason Reynolds, if you want us to do a full book review, we're definitely down to do that. What do you think, ladies? Definitely down. Yeah. if you guys are. I'm down if you are. Yeah, because I think there's just so much to say about Miles as a character, but I, I just wanted to do a broad overview because I think I think there is so much you could see so much of how the comics informed the book and the book, yes. and, you know, you know, and the book informed the movie. Movie, I, I just feel like there's just so much overlap there. Yeah, know, a lot of connections to, to make. Yeah, it's really cool to see that progression to see to see the themes that are hit over and over again and and. The different ways that they are made powerful in, in different mediums of storytelling is really great. And just to like just talk about Miles, you know, it, it is just like a wonderful human being. Yes, <laughs> that I wish really existed. <laughs> I know he does out there somewhere. I'm sure there's somebody out there that's like, oh my gosh, I'm just like that guy. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, okay. Well, before we go though, do you want to share a few of your you guys want to share a few of your favorite quotes, either from the book, movie, or or comic? One word. One phrase. It's all a leap of faith. <gasps> oh, that's Aww. good. That's very good. Yeah, I love that Everything one. about that. Oh. Thank you, Jake Johnson, for that flawless delivery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I there's so many different things I loved about the book and especially because I'm I'm more I, I like poetry and I'm I delve into that myself and his process in writing his poem even though he's like never tried to do it before is really cool and there's a lot of moments that I tried to go back in the book before this episode to like write down I can't pinpoint any any one particular one that I wrote down um is with you know with that in mind but um there's a lot of quotes that I wrote down that really helped me to see where Miles was, you know, just his community and who he was and where, where physically like where he was um, and where his mind was at and where his neighborhood's mind was at um, throughout the book. And mm-hmm. so there's a lot of really good quotes with that I wrote down just explaining a lot about his character. Um, but I also love the, <laughs> the whole thing with his dad and spill the salsa that was yes. probably one of my favorite things, like just a fun little like gimmick type thing for everyone to enjoy, <laughs> mm-hmm. like giving it a little, giving him a little push and in a way to like relate with him. And it was just so cute. I love, I love spill the salsa. I spilled the salsa. You know, <laughs> he finally gets to the point where he asks, you know, he tells her the truth <laughs> about what he feels. And yeah, I just... There's so many. So many. Okay, you cover you guys cover the book and the movie, so I guess I'll cover a couple of my favorites from the comics, favorite moments. Try to kind of down to the funny ones. Um, oh, this is one of my favorites. He's like captured by this giant woman who works for like Hydra. 
Um, and so, and he's like unmasked during the process. And so, like, uh, so she says, you know, hide your base. I have a prisoner. I have Spider Man. I think it's Spider Man. He's not what you think he'd be at all. And then Miles thinks to himself, whatever, racist. Oh, or she's talking about- <laughs> and he's like, or she's talking about that I'm a kid. <laughs> that really so funny. funny. Um, oh, this little monologue, internal monologue that he has is really funny. Is this how it is for all superheroes? This is uh, this is exactly what I'd like to talk to Peter Parker about. Did he go through this? Is that why he did this whole face-covered mask thing? Did his start to smell as fast as mine does? Gotta remember to use mouthwash. <laughs> <laughs> Reality <laughs> hits. It's yeah. so funny. <laughs> He's just like, man, this mask smells. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then when the villain is like, everyone will respect me now. And then Miles is like, not in that outfit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, Spider-Man. Yes. Rip, throwing shade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you're going like, to be Spider-Man, you got to says to him, um, like, you, you truly are a disciple of Peter Parker. Because he says something snarky to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it's all about it's all in the qualifications of being Spider-Man. You got to be snarky and witty, man. Yes, it's so true. But like Miles is, is sort of in an even dorkier way. <laughs> I feel yes. like yes, you know, just yeah, like how pure and wholesome he is. Yeah, I love basically. that one where I love that one moment with his dad where he's like, "Hey, your son, you're late," and he's talking about how like Einstein's theory of relativity, where he's and he's like, "Well." Maybe I'm late, or maybe you're early. <laughs> I like, thought that was a funny joke. Shooting around it with, like, such, you know, with his intelligence. It was so funny. Yeah. I know. We didn't talk about that as much, but Miles is really smart and a really good student. Very smart. Yes. Yeah. Not like, you know, he's like, he doesn't have to be, like, a super genius or whatever. Uh, he's just, like, but really, really smart, you know? And, like, yeah. oh, yeah. he's yeah. in school and... You know, and struggles mostly though because like some you know, some prick like Chamberlain is after him or like right. you know, or a vice principal who has something gunning for him for reasons. Wonder well, no, what they he, are. He even I wonder about, like you know, like he rolls his eyes when he gets certain homework assignments that he really doesn't want to do and you know, but he knows the necessity behind it and he talks about how he, he likes certain subjects and not other ones, but he still does well. And it just shows like his efforts, you know. He doesn't he's not a genius, but he puts effort into school and it pays off. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right, I think I'll leave us with one final quote from Miles that I really love. Um, it's a very heartwarming one. And this is, um, I get from Saladin Ahmed's comic. You'll notice I quote him the most, I guess, here. But he says, I've been to other planets. I know androids and demigods. But real talk, our neighbors are more important than alien invasions or global conspiracies. And the people around us are our great responsibility. Mm. Yes. Amen. Everything. To that. I thought it was quite beautiful. That is. And yeah. I think it sums up a lot of like his approach to Spider Man as Spider Man, you know. Means a lot. He is the friendly neighborhood Spider Man. So yeah. Um, well this has been great, guys. Thank you so much for joining me on this long, long lecture about yeah. <laughs> wonderful he is but i look forward to many more conversations about that though yeah. oh yeah thanks for having us
Yeah, we barely co- we barely reached the tip of the iceberg, ladies. Agreed. Yeah, I know. Oh uh, yeah, but great idea. We're not. To we talk will cover Miles. him more in the upcoming in the upcoming weeks. So so stay uh, tuned. Stay tuned yeah. for more. <laughs> Anyways, all right, we're gonna wrap this up here. Then hope you guys can join us next time on Nerd Alert. Bye bye. 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 <laughs>